0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Self-Publishing Tips and Tricks podcast, a show designed to give you insight into the world of self-publishing and marketing your books. I'm Shannon, writing under the pen name of S.C. Houston, and I'm here with my co-hosts. I'm Ben Pick. And I'm Morgan Lee. And today we're speaking with Troy Lambert, who's going to talk to us about Plotter. We're recording this in April of 2023, but this episode won't air until September, which will actually be after the AuthorTube writing conference that occurs in June this year, where Troy's also going to be presenting live for Plotter, and we'll get to learn more about this software then as well. But if you haven't seen the presentation we'll link it below so you can watch that before we jump into our interview today and learning more about this awesome software do you guys have any news or points of interest that you would like to share
1: wow as you mentioned this is coming out in september and i have not thought that far ahead so all i have is every monday night 7 p.m eastern time i post questionable writing advice through running metaphors as running to write hope to see you there On, on youtube on youtube thank you
2: and then if all goes according to plan my third book in my trilogy seed among good ground will be releasing next month October 23rd is the date for that. So the pre-order link and everything should be up and available uh, at the time that this airs. So look forward to that.
0: And for me, uh, I'm not sure again, September is a little bit far in the future. It is not that I don't have plans, but my plans have, you know, different routes. It could be A, B, or C, <laughs> depending on how things go. I will have already concluded my Kickstarter for the first book of my next series. My second book should be done at this point. And if the Kickstarter goes well, I may not be publishing the second book until next year, but I won't don't know until we see how the Kickstarter works. So now let's get into our topic for today starting with our guest Troy Lambert. Troy is a mystery author, book editor, and the education lead for Plotter, the number one visual book outlining and story bible software. The author of over 25 novels and several works of nonfiction. Troy lives in the mountains of Idaho with his wife and two very talented dogs. And besides being the education lead for Plotter, Troy also uses the software in his writing. So let's talk about Plotter. Plotter is the popular visual book outlining and story bible software used by nearly 20,000 writers. Plotter and pantsers alike. Plotter lets you easily arrange and rearrange your scenes, plots, and character arcs so you can quickly find your way to the end of your tale. No cork or wire. And welcome, Troy. Well, those
3: thank who... you for having me. That's a wonderful introduction.
0: Yeah. Well, I think you can probably think, uh, did Roland put that together? <laughs>
3: probably. Yeah. <laughs> probably his masterpiece.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, for those who have never heard of Plotter before, is there anything else that you would like to add to what we've already said about Plotter and what it offers for writers? Well,
3: primarily, I, I call it like a story management software, although, SMS is taken by someone, so I don't know who got ahead of me on that one. But um, So it allows you to not only use the visual outlining aspect, but also the series Bible aspect, which we'll get into a little bit. And um, for me, the biggest thing about Plotter is efficiency. It makes you faster, and it makes the the entire process of writing, including revision, more fun. And so for me, that's one of the most important things about it.
0: Making revision more fun sounds like a good plan, because that's my least favorite part of writing a book.
3: (laughs) That is often true. um, But I've learned to enjoy bit more, but that's because I've developed a process around that, that follows me throughout from the planning process all the way through the revision process. And it makes everything just much smoother and faster. And for me, that makes it more enjoyable.
0: Okay. And so I, I know that we have that little introduction that says it's for pantsers and plotters alike. So I know we have a question, what types of writers would benefit the most from using plotters? So of those, and then we also have planters. I don't know if that's something that's been talked about in regards to plotter. Um but yeah, I mean, what are the benefits for these different types of writer and which one does it benefit most?
3: So the, which one it benefits most is a really tough question to answer because it's it's a matter of the people it benefits the most is the people who are looking for a way to change or improve their process and are looking for a tool, a technology tool that helps them do that. So it's kind of all levels of writers and kind of all across the spectrum of writers. But typically, the way discovery writers or panthers or even planters, the, the kind of the blend of the two, the primary way they benefit is that revision process that I talked about. Because to me, when you're a discovery writer, when you write the first draft, That is not the first draft. That is a zero draft or what you could call an outline draft. Congratulations. You told yourself the story. Now you need to figure out what it is that you have here. It's kind of like when you do nano and you sit down and you write 50,000 really messed up words and then you go, okay, now what do I do with this blob of text that I have created in November? Well, you go in and tear it apart and put summaries of the scenes that you've written on some kind of a plot line, like in Plotter. And then that allows you to analyze what you've written and see what do I actually have here? Do I have a story? Are these scenes in the wrong order? Do I need to move them around? What do I need to delete? What plot holes do I have? And then the revision process when you rewrite that second draft goes much faster because now you have a direction and an understanding of what you actually have in front of you instead of just going through and then rewriting it again and going, well, now I solved that plot hole, but I created another one. And so you end up writing four or five drafts. And in today's publishing market, that's just not a very viable strategy if, if you want to do this for a living. And not, not everyone does. But if you want to do this for a living, that's not a very viable strategy. It's going to take you too long to create a book.
0: So I have just recently realized about myself that that's like the reverse outlining. And so that, that's what it sounds like. Plotter will help because I'm more of a, of a pantser would help me with my reverse outlining of my story.
3: Yes, exactly. Well, yeah, and you, you people call it reverse outlining. They call it, there's any number of names for it. But what it basically is, is that process of analyzing what you have in front of you. Um, and this is like, as writers, we don't always think about analysis. But I say, you know, we tell you, you need distance from your work to self edit, right? So people will be like, put that manuscript away for two months. And I'm like, no way, because clearly I like to eat. My wife likes nice things. So I need to make money, right? (laughs) It's just the way things go, right? (laughs) So I can't put a book away for two months and work on something else and then come back to it. I have to find a better way to get that distance from that book. And so I have specific strategies for revision, including tearing apart what I've actually written compared to what I plan to write and doing an actual analysis and comparison of the two and looking at now, what do I have and how can I improve this and make it better and make it ready to publish? Interesting.
1: What's this plotter apart from other writing software on the market?
3: You know, I think the simplicity and kind of the visual aspect of it. So for me, when I first got Plotter, which was in 2017, before anybody knew what Plotter was, I was probably one of the first hundred users in the country. And the, the reason I bought it right away was I was a person who used core and white in my office plan things. I had arrows and different colors and string and push pins and, you know, all the different things, right? But part of that was because I needed a way to visualize the whole thing. Like, and I tried other things, mind mapping software. I've seen people use Excel. It really gives me like twitches and headaches when they do that but I've seen people do it they that's wonderful if that works for you um but I so I tried different software I tried Scrivener for planning I like Scrivener for writing and that's another topic we'll get to that but for planning it just didn't work for me like it wasn't the visual aspect wasn't working for me and so probably the biggest thing for plotter it's a very intuitive visual aspect that allows you to see your entire plot at one time but also allows you to do that tearing apart and analysis with like tags and and so it's like a digital cardboard on steroids so um the capacity for what you can use it for when you get into advanced features is actually just incredible. But the simplicity of that visual, I can see it. If there's a plot hole, I can point to it and see it. And it becomes undeniable and definitely something I have to say. So that visual aspect is huge, huge.
2: How many plotting templates can be found on Plotter? And can you name a few of the most popular ones?
3: So there are over 30 now. And we are adding more all the time as we are able. Um, the so And some of the most popular ones are Romancing the Beat, for instance, or Romance writers um the action adventure or the hero's journey or the simple three-act structure um those are all really popular with because the three-act structure or the hero's journey can work for almost any genre there's lots of other genre specific ones the so 12 chapter mystery formula yada yada those type of things there's a sluice journey that's based on the hero's journey only for mysteries that's another one that's really popular um but the ones that are most popular are the ones that are either for romance because romance obviously the most popular genre still forever and always will be but um then the other templates that work for pretty much any type of action. You know, action adventure, hero's journey, you can adapt all of those things to just, you know, three-act structure. You can adapt those to any genre. It doesn't really matter.
0: So I was just thinking of this. this is not a question we had come up with, but has Plotter come up with any of their own type of outlines or templates to use for outlines?
3: So sort of, yes. Like the Sluice Journey, actually, I wrote that template oh, okay. because I adapted the hero's journey for, for, and I did it for myself, for my yeah. own writing because I write mysteries. So I adapted it to the Sluice Journey because I was like, what if I took the hero's journey and just changed the language so it made sense for mysteries. So we have developed some templates internally, primarily because most of our staff is also writers. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is why when you suggest a feature for plotter, we go, okay, yeah, we got it. We, you don't have to explain it in real detail to because we're writers and we go, even if I don't use that, I can see how that would be useful to yeah. a writer. You know what I'm saying? So it, in saying we developed some, yes, we've developed some. Some of those of the templates that are in there, we have developed from other literature and then you know brought it in and adapted it for plotter in-house as far as our staff doing it, but that's because our staff is made of writers. So.
0: Gotcha. so besides the templates, the visual timeline seems to be popular with users. and it It's the one I hear most people talking about. So can you tell us a little bit about that?
3: So basically the visual timeline section consists of plot lines, which you can change the color. And then it consists of your story structure, which can be adapted to any way that you want. We've actually just released an act structure so that you can actually have an act level, a chapter level, a scene level for that visual timeline part of it as well. Or you can just write like I write in beats okay so i create beats across the top some people do chapters some people write by scenes doesn't really matter what your method is you can adapt plotter to work that way for you if that's if that's the way that it works with your brain and so that's probably one of the biggest things about the visual timeline section is that you can get an overall view of your story you can create scene cards that have information about specific parts of your story but at that same time you can then you can zoom out and see everything and then zoom back in and zoom out zoom back in and that aspect of it allows you to see not only what's happening with a scene like you would in a normal outline, but where this scene fits in the overall story, which is where those story structures come in really handy, because you can see, is this, is my inciting incident in the right place, or is my inciting incident happening 50% of the way through the book? You know, I I was just working with a coaching client yesterday, and her original outline, her inciting incident was probably 40% of the way through the book, and where the book ended was actually the midpoint of the book, and so we just moved everything, right? Because I'm like, why is this? This doesn't make any sense, because this is where the story. Starts. Let's just move everything. Now, write a new ending, and boom, you've got a new book. But I had another coaching client that basically the midpoint of her original outline was the end of the book. The second half of the book should have been a different book, right? And so we fixed that because we could visually see, okay, the way this is structured doesn't make any sense and it's not going to work for a reader. But if we shift this and then now that second part becomes another book, well, now all of a sudden we've got a story and this one actually works. So, does
0: that help with maybe seeing pacing too as a story, the ebb and flow of the pacing?
3: You betcha. Yeah, what I do is you can create user tags. Of your own, and I create tags that say slow, fast, and medium. I mean, really creative there, right? Um, but then I go through and I tag my scenes when I summarize my scenes, I tag them, and you have to be honest with yourself, otherwise, this isn't going to work, right? You have to be honest with yourself and be like, Yeah, this is this scene is slow, it's exposition and it's slow, or it's all dialogue and it's slow. And then I go, Okay, well, if I have three of those slow scenes in a row in the middle of a thriller mystery, mm, nope, that's not going to work, right? My readers are going to put that down and go back on Reddit or Google or Quora, or whatever and they're going to totally be out of my book and never come back, right? So then I go back through and I say, okay, well now how can I make that scene? How can I increase the pace of that scene? How can I make the reader invested and how can I create hooks that, that drag them to those next chapters?
1: Aside from the visual timeline, are there any other elements that writers tend to use or find most useful within Plotter?
3: Probably the biggest thing is the series Bible functionality. And there there's three aspects to that right now. And the first one is just notes and a place to house your research. But you can house the research that you have from several books in one single file, one single place. So, so you can house your entire series. Now, the longest series that I have in Plotter right now is 25 books and 16 of them have been published. Okay? So obviously that's a lot of characters and a lot of places and a lot of research to keep track of because they're all mysteries. So every one of them has a different way of killing someone. So if you need any information on that, you can email me privately. Um, but <laughs> but the, the the ability there to see those by book, so I can filter that down to just the book I'm working on, or I can look at the characters from the whole series so if I want to bring back that character from book two, I don't have to go back and reread book two and figure out what color her eyes were, how tall was she, what was her personality like. Instead, I've got that all in one place in Plotter. I just click over there and then I add her to the current book if I want to bring her into the current book. And she ships over into that nice, neat little column. And then I can look at that, the characters that are from that book and say, okay, this is what I have. This is what I'm working with right now. But again, I have that ability to zoom out and see everything from the series as well. Um, and it's the same thing with notes and with Settings. So your notes and research you can filter by the book you're working on, or you can look at the whole thing you can say, Oh yeah, I killed that guy in book two using this method. So maybe I don't want to use that method again, or maybe I want to say something that flashes back to that method as a part of this book so that readers who have read the whole series go, Oh, that's really cool. He referenced that. And people that haven't read the series, the whole series might go, ah, maybe I should go back and read book two. You know, so there's there's things that you can use that series Bible functionality for that save you hours of going back and looking, even in the book that you're on now, you don't have to go back. To chapter two and look at that description that you made of that person. Instead, you can just stay in your writing zone and basically be more efficient by not going down the Google rabbit trail that that's going to lead you down because you're going to see something in a sentence like, oh man, I should have researched that better. And pretty soon you're on Google, Reddit, and Quora yourself. And now you know everything there is to know about this kind of poison, but you still don't remember what color Susie's eyes were because you forgot because you read that 30 minutes ago before you went down your rabbit trail on, the, on Google, right? So instead we stay focused, focused as we can in our writing space and I just use Plotter on a separate screen as a reference, so I don't ever leave that space, that writing space.
2: So how customizable is Plotter? Can users create their own templates and different elements in, within it?
3: Yep. You can create your own scene templates, which we have several of those as well, your own character templates and your own plot templates, which is basically how I created the Sluice Journey, is I and now it became an actual part of the Plotter software, but I created it for my own fiction, and I said, Hero's Journey, Mystery, let me fix those two things up, and then I say saved it as a template and then I could use that forever for my book. So some of my books that are novellas and that are novellas in a series, I have a specific template for those because there are certain things that go only with those stories. Like you wouldn't want to use that template for any other story because it wouldn't make sense. I've got plot lines in there that are just related to that particular story. But for me, it makes it faster because I click on that when I start a new book and I go, okay, now I have everything here that I need and I don't have to recreate it. We also have a community template section on our website where you can share your templates. So if you created the greatest romance Template ever and it makes romancing the beat look like you know something from the 1800s You can share that on the community template, and then other users can find that and say, hey man, this is a really great template, and they can you they can download it, use it as well.
0: I really like that that you're able to create your own templates and it's easy to duplicate that for the next thing that you need. That it's not you don't have to rebuild it all over again. That definitely makes it easier. And I'm on the lookout for a template that is it combines the romance beats with fantasy beats. I'm I've been looking over all over the, the internet for that so now i'm wondering if anyone has attempted that in the plotter community you
1: can make your own based on uh based on your your novel that's right um this is well because this
3: is what's interesting is like like i'm writing another template right now where i'm i'm changing romancing the beat to thrilling the beat because (laughs) it's actually a great template for thrillers (laughs) if you change the language because if you think about the events that happen in romancing the beat and in a romance and the events that happen in a thriller they're the same now the meet cute might be two guys shooting at each other right instead of Uh, instead of meeting in a grocery store or Someone's Craigslist ad, which is the way my wife and I met. Oh, no, that's not true. Oh. She hears this. No, it's a joke, but anyway. Um <laughs> but but you know what I mean. I mean that meet cute moment is not the same, but the outcome and the circumstances surrounding it are the same. Where maybe the detective and the bad guy pass in an intersection, you know, or something like that. There's there's all kinds of things that can that you can use that template for, but for our brains, we have to change the language. So what you find is that more story structure templates are the same than they are different. So if you said, okay, I want to, if, if I were you, I would stack the romance in the beat with probably the hero's journey and then I would play with how those two coincide and create my own template where this is my fantasy part and this is the romance part and I would integrate those two so that when I wrote a book in that particular series I could just start with that template and it would pop, then I would be able to think about all the different aspects I need to consider as I'm writing a book. Or in your case, in the revision process, if you fancy that first draft in the revision yeah. process.
0: I mean, I wrote down all the beats from romance and the beat and I wrote down like kind of a three-act structure Structure for the fantasy part and then I figured out how I could possibly put them together but I don't write like a whole outline I just wrote bullet points for each and they change because as I write I change mm-hmm. <laughs> so then I after I was done I had to go back and see. okay well that one didn't make it and it's not going to work anymore what else could I make that <laughs> so,
1: but, well yeah.
3: and that's the beauty of plotter. you could put that in like I often so the way I start this is going to sound really wacky but it, and it's kind of an insight into my process is I start with a, a template right and then I outline I plan my outline and then I delete the template I delete that plot line okay then I write what I write and Every day I go into Plotter and I summarize in a scene card what I wrote that day, that part that coincides with whatever scene I was supposed to write that day, right? So I do that. And then when I'm done, I add the template back in and go back and check my work and compare what I wrote mm-hmm. to what I planned to write to the template. Because I mean, writing for a living is like giving yourself English homework every day for the rest of your life. For some people, that's horrifying. For me, that's delightful. But this is a, a mechanical way to check my work without having to hire somebody to check my work for me.
0: Yeah, you can definitely see that. So how does Plotter also help with character development And I know we've talked about story structure a little bit, so I don't know if you have anything more to add to that, but how how does it help with those two things?
3: So there's, there's the character section, but there are also over 20 character templates and different things that you can do, like give your characters personality tests. Now, personally, I like the Enneagram because if you study it, basically you can also study how the different types would typically interact with one another. And so what that does is that gives you an idea of what would these people's relationship look like? What would the problem be? How would they butt heads if she's a seven and he's a nine, right? Like how would that how is that going to mesh up? How's that going to work? And how's it not going to work, right? Or even in the case of a thriller or a mystery, like if the detective and the antagonist are two completely different types, that creates one kind of tension. If they're the exact same type, that creates another type of tension. As we know from real life, if you marry someone that's just like you, or you have a relationship with them, there are going to be resulting conflicts, right? And we understand that as people psychologically. So um, there are ways to not only track things that are important, like your character's eye color and hair color and things like that, but their actual, their personality, the way, They react to things, the way they react to other people. And you can track those in plotter as well. And the big advantage of that is you can go back and look at, like, so if my characters have a conflict, I will paste some of that text into the character notes in plotter. And then I will go back and I can look at this is how they responded in that conflict. Have they grown as characters so they respond differently, or have they stayed the same? And so their responses very much mirror what happened there because they haven't changed, right? And so there are ways to just keep track of what your characters are doing, what they're thinking but also why are they thinking that? What are their motives? What are their goals? And how does that then produce conflict? Which is really what drives your story because it's about, for me, it's about not only the external conflict, but the internal conflict. What's going on inside your head? Why is this antagonist doing these? Why is this serial killer still killing these people? Because if I can make it so that the reader is rooting for that serial killer almost, because they're like, they have good reasons for killing people. And I don't know if I want them to get away with it or not. And that detective, I like him too. And he has good reasons for wanting to catch people. I wonder who's going to win. And I wonder how I'll feel about it, depending on who does. And so, or maybe neither of them wins, you know? And so there, anyway, there's all kinds of things that you can do, but that allows you to connect those characters to your reader and allows them to connect with the motivations and the goals and then be invested in the conflict rather than just, you know, a shoot em up thriller series where there's a gunfight and that's exciting, but we don't have that internal motivation behind
2: it. How does Plotter handle collaboration between multiple writers or editors?
3: Ooh. Okay, so there are two versions of Plotter. One is a, is Plotter Classic, which is an app you download on your computer, right? And so in that case, you can simply, as long as the other person's a Plotter user, you can simply send them a file back and forth like you would with any other software, right? But we do have a web app, which is called Plotter Pro, which is what I use with editing clients, and I'm also starting a new series with another author. And so we're both using, we actually both use the same Plotter file, because with the web app, it's kind of like Google Docs, you can both have the same file open at the same time in one watch what the other person is doing now yeah, in the case with editing clients what this does is yeah, I tear their book apart I put it on a plot line right and then we have a zoom call and I say dude plot hole and I point to it and they can't when they point to it they can't deny it they can't go well you know what I meant to say there was it, you know it doesn't work that way because I point to it it's physically it's visibly there but not only that but at the same time I can t- I can add a scene card underneath type something in there and they can see me typing and I say this is a potential solution to that plot hole so the hours that it saves you so I, I have a few other editor friends who are doing the same thing like we're using plotter with our clients and the reason is the hours that we save first of all you as the author will save money because you don't have to pay me for hours that i'm not working because i'm able to show you along the way and it's a collab- becomes a collaborative process along the way rather than me going through all of your document and then sending it back to you. instead we've got a collaboration along the way so while i'm working on the rest of the document you can be working on fixing that plot hole and then we can come together at the end and we have a much better product much faster so that's that's one of the ways that it works in the editing process And I have a number of editors who are doing this because basically you as an author are going to save money and I'm going to like you more because I'm going to not have to mess around with your stuff, you know, three times. Instead, I'm going to mess around with it once and it's going to be a faster, smoother process for all of us.
0: So in in that respect, if you're using it as an editor, do you work with clients who are already already using Plotter or do you have them put it on Plotter or how how does that relationship work?
3: Some of both. Usually the first time someone works with me, they may or may not have Plotter. But what I will do is I create a Plotter file for them anyway, then I get them on Zoom and I show it, I screen share it with them. And I mm-hmm. say, this is what you should do because this will make the process much faster next time. And here are some ways that we can use this software. Now, not everyone adopts it. I, I know it's a big surprise, but some people don't like certain types of software. You know, like I often tell people, I'm like, not everyone likes my teaching style. I know it's amazing, <laughs> but not everyone does. Some people take classes from other people. It's amazing. Yeah. But anyway, so, but I mean, this is just the way things are, right? Some people don't like it as much or it doesn't click with them as much, but most people it does because of the visual aspect of it, things like that. And so, so most people can see the value of, hey, if I buy this and we collaborate back and forth, it's going, not only is it going to save me money, but it's going to make this process easier and a bit more fun. Then it's not like, instead I'm getting like feedback from an editor who tells me, hey, here is this, this is the way we can fix it. Rather than getting a comment on a Word doc, it's kind of like a text message. Like sometimes I can seem dry and a little harsh on my part as the editor, right? And I don't necessarily want to do that. I want to encourage you to keep writing, but you know, we have to, there's, there's also the aspect of I have to be honest with you because it's better me than an Amazon review later on. So if we can make that process more collaborative as we go and make that process faster and easier, everybody wins in the long run. So most people can see the value of that and they jump right into
0: that. type. Okay. Yeah, I was just curious about that because I used to um, run my own business as a writing coach where I was also mostly an editor um, for a lot of my clients. And Morgan also is an editor and offers that. So I found that curious that an editor would start that process on Plotter. Yeah. So uh, while listening to several podcast episodes featuring Plotter, which I heard of Plotter for the first time on this self-publishing live show, show, I believe, with uh, Mark Dawson and James Black. Dawson. Yeah, and I think that was last year when I heard that. And then now I've heard it on a lot of other different podcasts that I regularly listen to. I started thinking of like ideas for questions, knowing that you guys were coming on our show. I started thinking, okay, what kind of questions can I ask that are different? And of course, you know, AI programs are really booming, especially with chat GPT, which came out um, for for, um, use for most everybody was like around November timeframe or October, somewhere in there. And uh, so I was thinking about that. But then (laughs) Kevin Tomlinson interviewed you guys back on March 23rd. And of course, he had to ask about AI in reference to Draft2Digital and thought about, you know, the day that he could upload his look to Plotter and an AI would create the series Bible from his book uh, being uploaded to Plotter, which would be an awesome use of that for me, that that would be an awesome use of the AI because then I don't have to worry about reverse outlining my stuff <laughs> it would do it for me. But another idea that came to mind for me was how an integrated AI could maybe possibly help the world building. So back with some of these other podcast episodes, I think the series Bible wasn't there yet, but it was talked about and, I, and I'm assuming now it's there. You've talked about it a little bit with a, and that would go into some of the world building featuring you know, some type of AI and Plotter, at part of the software that could help with the world building, I think might be useful. As in, you know, for me, I write in older settings, epic fantasy settings. So I do a lot of research in my current novel is set in the 11th century, and I wanted to know about a government that could exist if the monarchy disappeared for 20 years. I spent a lot of time just, you know, researching this. But this was like something integrated into Plotter that would be easy to pull in that information right away. I don't know if that's something you guys have been thinking about, or if you guys have thought about Kevin Tumlinson's idea. Are there any ideas or any things that you guys are discussing about using AI with Otter?
3: So we have ideas. There. I'll just preface this by saying there are a lot of people I just wrote, if you're a member of Nink, um, I just wrote a huge article for their uh, newsletter about AI. And the, the reason is there's a lot of authors and other people that are afraid of AI. They think AI is going to replace us and all that. No, it's not. And there, there's lots of reasons for that. If you've actually played around with AI, you will understand why it's not going to replace you. you. You don't have to do it for long to figure that out. But anyway, um, that being an entirely different topic, AI is still a great tool. And so there are are some potential aspects. Now, one of the things that with research is that you, it's also, there's, there's a part of it that's validating what AI tells you. It is not always 100% accurate yet. There's some issues there um, that are, are, are things that just need to be fixed in, in within that world. And it's not a simple matter of just fixing them. You know, when it's, uh, I tell people that AI right now, like chat GPT is like a fuzzy JPEG of the internet. Like you can see some things, it's not really clear all the time. You're not sure exactly what you're looking at, right? But there are some generative capabilities and idea generating capabilities that would be very interesting to have in Otter, or where you could, like you said, upload your text and we could pull out of that. We could pull characters out of that. We could pull um, settings out of that. We could pull time periods out of that and help you create a series Bible. Um, Again, you'd still have to go back and check and make sure and you might have to format things a certain way because what we find with AI, is so there are programs you can feed into AI, you feed your book into it, it'll summarize it for you. And sometimes the AI gets a little bit creative in their summary because they don't understand understand exactly like some of the context or sarcasm or some of the things that you're talking about and so they'll bring some character back to life in your summary and you're like they're dead and you know things like that so um you would there would still be some manual work to it but it would probably be something that's much faster so are we have we thought about that yes what is that going to look like i have no idea like we you know there are things that we think would be good that we would love to do but you know it's it's a matter of the time that it would take and deciding exactly how that would work and how it would integrate Water. So yeah, but and it's I, possible.
0: I can attest to that because I've, I've used Chat GPT. I've used it quite a bit, and I hire out my blurbs. But typically, that means I have to write a summary of my book to give to the person I hire for my blurb. And I thought, well, what if Chat GPT can summarize my book for me? So I put the first chapter in there. First chapter: a guy's asking a girl to marry him. She's thinking no, but never answers. So I put it into Chat GPT. It tells me she said no, and I, I wanted. I was like, okay, she doesn't say no. Can you redo this? And then it said she said yes.
3: Yeah, exactly, <laughs> so. exactly, because it doesn't understand some of the nuance, which is one of the reasons that AI is not going to replace people. If you have ever looked at a book that someone generated with AI and then did nothing with it's very repetitive and the descriptions are very poor. I mean, really, really poor, really bad, right? And the reason is that it doesn't, it's it's like predictive text on your phone. Like, it can only know so much and it can only look back at so much of the text when it's creating new text and things like that. So, it's like a writing helper that helps you with outlining, might help you with ideation, help you if you're stuck on a description, but if you copy and paste what comes out of AI into your book good luck right your editor is going to scream when they get that from you um, because it's going to be terrible so it's just like until we have sentient ai that thinks like a human being and has emotions and also has intent like ai does not have intent it's not going out it doesn't wake up today and go i'm going to go write a novel or i'm going to go summarize it does not have that intent to read a story so all of those things are things that humans do that ai does not do and is not likely to do anytime soon. so that's anyway but there are some tools there like summarizing and creating a blurb but like I've had hit or miss things with that like create a log line for this book a tagline for this book and you feed in a bunch of text and even if you do like they usually say your, your tagline comes from your first few chapters so you feed in your first few chapters hey and you still have to massage that output because it's not going to be 100% accurate because AI is not it doesn't have that deep understanding of story it just doesn't have it again not likely to have any time since
1: so. right now there are no plans for writers to use the program with writing books the plower could partner with any software such as what you mentioned earlier with Scrivener so writers can move seamlessly from from the planning stage to the writing, which program or programs do you think would work best? Or do you even see that as a possibility in the future with Otter
3: It's definitely a possibility. So right now, you can export and import from Scribner. Those are, both of those capabilities are there. Now, there are, you have to, there's certain formatting things you have to do if you're importing back from Scribner. It's kind of to be expected, um, but we're actually working on making that better, making that import even better, right? But that being said, in an ideal world, I like Scribner for writing, for, but primarily for psychological reasons. I do a lot of technical writing, and editing in Word. So if I open Scrivener, my brain goes, oh, we're fiction writing. And it automatically goes to that thing. But software that's on the horizon is, one of my favorites is Atticus. Because it, right now it has a formatting capability that's really, really good. I mean, I'm an Apple user, so I've used Bellum for a long time, right? But if, since that's not available to PC users, okay, um, Atticus has, has some really good options for that. But they are also working on it as a writing platform as well. And I am watching that closely because, and one of the reasons is Scrivener's interface could really use an update, you know, from whenever it was created years and years ago, right? It really has not been updated that much. It's not a very modern interface. I use it because it's familiar, but for someone who's brand new to walk into Scrivener, almost everyone I talk to that tries it goes, wow, that's really overwhelming. And I'm like, yes, it is, because there's all kinds of features that you're probably now, in today's publishing market, never gonna use that are in Scrivener, right? You might, but you you might not ever use them at all. We have different formatting software. We have different options, right? So Atticus is a much cleaner, neater interface. So I'm hopeful for what they're doing over there. And there are other writing programs out there, Novel Factory, Dabble, all those different kinds of things that I wouldn't necessarily use them for planning software because they don't really have the capability that Plotter has, but they would be fine for writing. And at the moment, the solution to that is to export into Word format, into DocX format. You can import it into a lot of other writing software. But um, we would love to, an integration with Atticus would be something to be really cool to see um, because, it, because theirs is web-based as well. If you had the web-based Plotter, you could probably go back and forth pretty easily. I don't write code, I write words. So I just tell the programmers I wanted to do this and I hope i like sacrifice you know silicone chips or whatever it is their gods want and um, hope that they create what I'm at or What
2: about the idea of adding dictation? Is this something that Plotter um, has already thought about or something that might be added later?
3: So we thought about it and if you use Plotter on the web application you can actually do it already um, using whatever your OS's dictation software or your browser's dictation software is. So for Mac you can actually use the voice dictate on Mac and dictate into Plotter if you're using it on the web app. It's for me, that's not as efficient of a tool in the planning process as it is in the writing process. But I could see how that could work for some people. So I certainly wouldn't discount that. But as far as having an actual integrated dictation feature, it's probably down the road a bit, but it's something that we would definitely think about to have something native to Plotter. But right now, there are all our workarounds so that you can actually dictate into Plotter if you really want to do that.
0: Yeah, that was something I thought about the dictation. I use dictation. I've been using it a lot. And especially like in my world building and stuff, I've been using dictation to get more words now, because I'm a very slow typer. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, so dictation has become very big for me recently, uh, I'd say in the last year. It's helped me get more words done.
3: Wow, that's that's really good. So the reason dictation doesn't work as much for me is because I'm a very fast typist. Yeah. Um, I, as I was telling you, I have, a, I have a pinky that's never really healed right from a boxer's fracture, and I have about 85% use of my right hand, and I type 120 words a minute on average. Oh, wow, nice. So for me, because there's two different kinds of speed, so I'll, I'll go off on a little tangent, pretty tiny little tangent, um, on dictation. So, there's two types of speed that writers deal with. The first one is your actual physical typing or speaking speed, right? That's speed number one. The second one is your storytelling speed. How fast can your brain come up with the ideas that need to come out of your mouth or your fingers, yeah. right? When your storytelling speed matches your actual physical limitation speed, then you're at your optimum. That's that's your optimum speed. So, for me, I'm not going to get much more than 120 words a minute from dictation because of my storytelling speed. My storytelling speed is rarely ahead of my fingers now if i tried to handwrite a book i would have problems because my brain would be 10 sentences ahead of my fingers my right so that's why like people would be like dictation dictation yes dictation is great for a lot of writers but it's not for everyone and that's why is the storytelling speed that you're combining with dictation. so for me typing works still as long as my fingers still work you know i've never had any carpal tunnel or any issues like that which is actually amazing considering the amount of words that i've typed over my lifetime but i started when i was eight believe it or not but anyway but yeah so those different types of speeds so when you can Combine those two different things, that's how you get your actual storytelling writing scene. Gotcha.
0: So. Yeah, my, my storytelling scene is way faster. Um, on a good day, I can do 40, mi- uh, 40 miles an hour. I can do 40 words in a, in a minute, but I'm really, really, I stay around between 18 and 20 words a minute. But I am thinking Ooh. way, and then I, then I forget. I forget what I was just thinking. And I'm like, gosh, mm-hmm. I don't know what that sentence was that I had in my head. It was perfect. <laughs> so,
3: yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's where dictation comes in. It, it becomes a really handy tool. And I can see how, if you're thinking that way in the planning process, world building process, it could also be very useful. So it is possible. And, you know, an actual integration of something like that, probably down the pike somewhere, but it'll come.
0: So Plotter is a tool for writers, but do you see a future where the software will include elements to help self-publishers? And, and I'm thinking back to that same podcast episode you guys did with Drafted Digital when Kevin Thomason suggested, you know, partnering, partnering with someone like, or a company like Kindlepreneur, like search keywords or you know, things like that.
3: So there's not like, I don't know there's plans for direct integration with something like that, although it, it's probably possible. Um, But I use Plotter a lot for tracking things like tracking in my marketing so the chapter heads across are January February March you can figure that out for yourself okay what well, the rest of those are and then but the plot lines then become this is a monthly email this is a launch email this is a special sale email and then I track those things like what I've done and I tr- I'll, I'll track other different promotions as well and I have attributes that I've created in those scene cards um, so I'm not using the character or notes at this point I'm just using those scene cards but within those scene cards I've, I have attributes like ROI like the amount of money I spent the number of books that I sold that I can attribute to Directly to that promotion and how my profit comes out of that and so I use it to track business things as well not in like an integrated sense or a conventional sense but almost like a Kanban board but with with the attributes the information that I want in there so I can use that to make calculations so when the opportunity to do another book sweeps comes up I look in there and see how did my last one do what did I actually gain what was my cost per book follower, let's say and is that worth it to me what's my return on that as far as sales are concerned and then I can look at doing either doing that again again, or saying, no, that one's, I'm not going to do that one again, but it wasn't worth the money, right? Um, so there are other things you can do that are related to your self-publishing. When we did, a, we did a nano seminar in November, and I actually created a template for people to track their eating during nano, because when you're, especially if you're doing a job, like for me now, nano is like, you know, a, that's the daily thing, right? Um, except that November is always super busy for whatever reason. And I have one big conference in the middle of that month, every single November. Anyway, it, you're not thinking about your food, right? You're coming home from work, you're thinking, I got to make my 1700 work. And so I'm like, why don't you plan your snacking and your food ahead of time for Nano? Even if if you only do your meal planning for that month, but it gives you that thing ahead and you can do it in Plotter. And then you just click over to a different file, look at what you're supposed to to eat, you know, whatever tonight. And then you have it already made in the freezer whatever it is that you do to prep for that, you know, for those type of events and sprints
0: like that. I love that you shared that because I had no idea. I've never heard of using Plotter in any other way other than as a writer, but using it in addition to supporting yourself as an author. So I really like that.
3: Oh yeah, I use it for everything. Because I've been using it so long, every now and then just a different idea will come to me and I'll just use it for that because I already have it. So I don't have to buy another tool. So I'm like, ah, that's cool. yeah.
1: are there any other upcoming features or updates planned for Platter which writers or authors should be excited about which we haven't already discussed here? Uh Yes. So we're creating a more advanced
3: world building aspect of thing that's going to basically make the, the notes section, especially your research section, much more robust along with adding the ability to create a chronological timeline that is separate from your book timeline. So like in your case, that would work really well because you can track that 11th, the events of the, that actually happened in the 11th century where that book is set separately from the events of your book. And then you can decide where those things fit in without interfering with this timeline to work on this timeline, but also some more advanced world building features as well. And we're actually coming up with a nonfiction mode as well. You can still use water for nonfiction, but you have to be creative in the way you're thinking about characters and settings, unless you're writing a memoir, in which case characters and settings are just people and places, right? But if you're writing like an inspirational book or something along that line, you have to think of those as like concepts or different things like that but we're coming up with a non-fiction mode that'll help you do that in a little more meaningful way that's more geared towards non-fiction writers
2: so let's end our questions by asking what is the best plotter tip or trick for writers
3: um my favorite tip for people is just to start simple start with something simple and work your way from there there's two things that i'll tell you the first is that getting started you really don't have to know much go down go on your plot line create some scene cards based on what you're writing now or what you're planning to write whatever the case may be and just play around with it see the different things that you can do with the different with the features of plotter and then learn more of the advanced features as you go and just like any other software because of advanced feature is there doesn't mean you need to use it. I would say that most of us do not use all the advanced features in Word. Unless you're an editor, you probably have not used a macro today, right? Just because it's there doesn't mean you have to know how to use it. And you have to learn how to use it. We have all kinds of tutorials and videos and documentation that teach you how to use all those advanced features. And you can certainly move there, but don't start there. Don't try to eat the whole thing, the whole meal in one bite. Just start one thing at a time and learn how to, how Plotter can potentially integrate into your process, because that's going to Be unique to you, not to anyone else.
0: And those tutorials and videos for the process, you guys have some of that on a YouTube channel, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so we have a very
3: robust YouTube channel, and we also like I've done a lot of interviews with authors about how they use Water. Mm -hmm. And so you can go on there and see, like, okay, this person started this way, and this is the template or the way that they use Water. But the most important moment in those videos, and the most important moment for you, is going to be what I call the and then moment. And the and then moment is when you say, I started with this, and then, and you're you're going to tell me how you adapted it to your process. That and then moment is the most important moment you will have with any software or any part of anything that you add to your writing process because you will find that people start with an idea that they probably took from someone else or whatever they followed someone else's process and then they made it into their own. And that moment is the most important moment that you will have
0: related Plotter. Awesome. Well, you've answered all of our questions, but before we wrap up, can you tell our listeners and viewers how they can find out more about Plotter and what to do if they would like to try the software?
3: So, easy way is the easiest way to start is just to go to plotter.com plotter without the e go to plotter.com Um, there's actually there's a 14-day free trial we also have a 30-day money-back guarantee if for some reason you try plotter and it just absolutely doesn't work for you first of all let us know why because uh, we want to get better so please do that but also it, there's no really no risk like there's no risk to giving it a shot and so and then you can find us we have a really robust facebook group where we answer all kinds of questions if you think i can answer your question you can tag me in there and i will show up eventually and answer it for you but as we said we also have a, a youtube channel channel with tons and tons of videos on there that you can check out. So just check out plotter.com, Google us, you'll find all kinds of information and let us know you think. Awesome. Thing.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us today and giving us all this great information about Plotter.
3: Well, thank you. You're welcome. And thanks for having me.
0: And thank you to our listeners and viewers.
2: September 15th, we'll be back with another author interview. And until then, we'll see you later. Bye, everyone.